Thank you, Sarah, for that ministry and music. We have come to a close of our series on the book of 2 Corinthians. So this morning I have chosen just one uh, message from the book of Ecclesiastes. As Pastor Heller mentioned, next Sunday is Advent. And so we will begin a series of uh, four messages on the names or titles of Jesus Christ as it relates to his, his birth. Uh, Pastor Dave will be doing the uh, children's message, and uh, I will be preaching uh, the uh, other sermon. And so we trust that uh, that will be beneficial during our holiday season. Today we are in Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and 12. Life has many stages. There's infancy, childhood, young adult, old age, and death. And the particular passage before us deals with childhood and young adulthood and old age and death. Each of those stages have their unique blessings and challenges. There are challenges in serving the Lord when you are healthy and robust. And there are challenges in serving the Lord when you are weak and when you are frail. We need to serve the Lord at all times in our lives, and we need to serve the Lord in such a way in which He is going to be praised, and we are going to be joyous. The theme of this morning's message is that we are to live our lives in such a way as to enjoy it through all its stages. Let me say that again. We are to live our lives in such a way as to enjoy it in all of its stages. The key verse, and really a summarization verse of this passage, is Ecclesiastes 11, verse 8. Indeed, if a man should live many years, let him rejoice in them all. If a man lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. That's the goal as we live our lives, that we would have the ability to rejoice, to enjoy, to give praise and thanks for every day of our life. So we need to make wise decisions when we are young, if we're going to enjoy our lives when we are older. In Ecclesiastes 11 verse 9, it says, Rejoice, young man, during your childhood, and let your heart be pleasant during the days of of your manhood. We are told in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 8, If a man should live many days, let him rejoice in them all. Let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. Everything that, to, that is to come will be futile. So we are to live our lives embracing the present with an eye to the future. With an eye to the future. How are we to live our life so as to enjoy it through all of its stages? Answer, by fully embracing the present while keeping an eye to the future. Notice Ecclesiastes 11.8. Indeed, if a man should live many years, let him rejoice in them all. And let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. There is the aspect of looking to the future. Remember 
the days of darkness. Remember the difficult days that are coming. Those days of darkness are referred to in Ecclesiastes 12, 2. Before the sun, the light, and the moon, and the stars grow dark, and the clouds return after the rain. It's talking about old age. Old age. There are some unique blessings associated with elderly uh, times in our lives. There are also some, some hardships. So, the idea of this morning's message is make the most of your youth while you are young. Make the most of your youth while you are young. How do you do that? Well, by dreaming big and pursuing our dreams and ambitions in serving God. In short, we do not want to ruin the rest of our lives by the decisions and actions that are entered into in our youth. Young people are to live their lives in such a way that they not only experience joy today, but joy tomorrow as well. We do this by keeping God in view in the time of life when we are making the most significant choices. As young people, we make choices that govern the future of our lives. We make some of the most important issues at, young, at such young ages, such as, who am I going to marry? What a huge issue that is. What am I going to do with my life? Uh, what's my career going to be? What's my vocation? What's my calling? What would God have me to do? Those decisions are going to impact you not only for today, but tomorrow. So how do we live our lives as a young person in such a way that we enjoy them today as well as tomorrow? Well, first in this passage, we find that life should be enjoyed when we are young. Notice verse 9. Be happy, young man, while you are young. Be happy, young man, while you are young. This verse teaches us that there is a happiness that should be associated with being young. It's appropriate to enjoy life. And if life is ever to be enjoyed, it's when you are a child, when you are a teen, when you are a young adult. You don't want to miss out on that happiness. If there's ever a time to enjoy life, as I say, it's when you are young. Notice verse 9. During the days of your young manhood. Or, as the NIV puts it, joy in the days of your youth. You don't want to miss out on this particular time in your life. The joy of youth is to be found in its hopes and its dreams. Joy is to be found in seeking to fulfill our desires and our dreams. Notice in verse 9. It says, follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see. It is the dreams that really provide some of the greatest joy in our young lives. It's the hope of establishing a family that provides meaning and dignity to work. The desire to establish a career, a business, to go to college, to get a degree, to be able to do what one desires in the rest of their lives. There is a wonderful joy 
that is to be found in youthful optimism. It's terrific to be able to look forward to things, to anticipate life just getting better and richer and fuller and deeper. The anticipation of future events. Conversely, there is a lack of joy when there are no ambitions or dreams. So many young people today are unhappy. They're unhappy because they have no hopes or ambitions. They don't know what they want to do in life. They're pessimistic about the future. We as older people must be careful not to rob the next generation of their joy through our pessimism or our cynicism. To shoot down their dreams, burst their bubbles. Instead, we should be encouraging them on, even as Solomon is in this passage. This is written by Solomon in his latter years, in his later years in life. Solomon is writing this book of encouragement to young people. Uh, Solomon had learned a lot of things the hard way. And, Solomon, the, the, and now he is seeking to encourage young people, so should we. But the joy in life is to be found in the pursuit of hopes and dreams that are pleasing to God. Notice verse 9. Rejoice, young man, during your childhood. Let your heart be pleasant during the days of your young manhood. Follow the impulses of your heart, the desires of your eyes. Yet know that God will bring you to judgment for all these things. And I mean, but know that for all these things, God will bring you to judgment. We are to remember that there are consequences to our decisions and actions. The way that the NIV translates this verse with the conversive word but, but know that for all these things God would bring you to judgment, it almost gives you the idea that it's wrong to follow the ways of your heart. It's wrong to follow what your eyes see. You don't want to do that because... Know that God is going to bring you into judgment. That's actually one way that you could look at this verse. But I think it's better understood in the light that the NAS translates it. Yet no. Keep in mind. Keep in mind. As you follow your dreams. As you follow what your, your eyes see. As you pursue life to its fullest. At the same time, keep in mind that there are consequences to these decisions consequences to these actions. In all of our planning and dreaming, God is to be at the center. God is to be at the center. And there are very few places that you're going to hear that. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to uh, preach this message this morning, because there are very few places you're going to hear it. If you are going to a public school and you're going to a guidance counselor, and they're talking about what you're going to do for your life. And as, as you sit and you plan about where you're going to go to college or not go to college or what trade school or non-trade school, what it is you're going to do. And they're talking about money and they're talking about finances. And they're talking about how to pay for it. The last thing that they're going to talk about, in fact, they won't talk about it at all, is what is God's will for your life. They're not going to encourage you to sit down and pray about this important decision. They're not going to tell you that, that you need to keep God in, in the forefront as you make these drastically important decisions in your life. And Solomon says, but know for all these things, 
God will bring you into judgment. When we devote ourselves to achieving things of little value, we will be disillusioned with life in the years to come. When we devote ourselves to achieving things of lasting value, we'll, we'll have joy in the years to come. In Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 10, you may want to turn there with me. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 10. This is an interesting concluding verse to the early stages of Solomon's life. In Ecclesiastes 2.10, it says, And all that my eyes desired, I did not refuse them. Very, very similar to the language of our particular verse. Pursue the things that your eyes see. The things that you desire. All that my eyes desired, I did not refuse them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure. For my heart was pleased because of all my labor... And this was my reward for all my labor. Solomon speaks of all the things that he did. All the good that he had accomplished. All that, that had been built. All that had been done. And he says that was the joy of my labor. It was, it was the outcome. Giving yourself to things that are worthwhile is part of our joy in life. It is a part of what is so important. All too often, people make decisions about what they're going to do with their life based on how much money they're going to make. There are more important issues in life than how much money you're going to make. One of them is, are you going to enjoy what it is that you're doing? That's one of the fruits of your labor, to enjoy it. I can't imagine how awful it must be to wake up every morning and go to a job that you hate. And just endure it in order to get a paycheck. I can't imagine. I am so blessed because I love what I do. And I can honestly say I never ever think about what I do as my job. It's a ministry, but it's what I want to do. It's what I would want to do whether I got paid for it or not. It's the way I want to spend my time. Think about how you're going to spend the rest of your life. Are you going to spend it doing things that you enjoy? Or are you going to spend it doing things that you hate? And when it's all said and done, will have you... Spend your life on things that are profitable. Things that you can look back upon and talk about your achievements. Talk about how you have helped others. How that what you have done has been a benefit. Or is it going to be a waste? Is it going to be a matter of regrets? Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 2.11, Thus I considered all my activities which my hands had done, the labor which I had Exerted, and behold, all was vanity, striving after wind, and there was no profit under the sun. For Solomon gave himself to things of value, and he had given himself to things of no value. Next, when you are young, you are not to bring on the troubles that are associated with old age. 
We are to live in the now in the spiritual sense, but not a secular sense. The happiness of the young stems from the carefree life of that person. Notice Ecclesiastes 11.10. So then banish anxiety from your heart. Don't take on the worries associated with being older. This passage, when you get to chapter 12, almost sounds depressing as it describes old age. It describes it in terms of its, of its worries and it describes it in terms of its frailties, its physical limitations. And I'm going to expound that pretty thoroughly, so that's going to get a little depressing. But here, the idea is don't shoulder those worries sooner than you have to. Don't squander your youth. Don't rush through your youth. Don't long to be older than what you are. I remember when uh, Sarah came home from school one day. She was so excited years and years ago. And she had just learned, she was in elementary school, that she was a preteen. And she was looking forward to being a teenager and all that goes along with being a preteen. Excuse me, being a teenager. And she couldn't wait till she was a teenager. And so she said, Dad, I am a preteen. And I said, no, Sarah, you're a post-toddler. <laughs> and uh, we need to be careful in squandering our youth. Squandering our youth. To banish anxiety from your heart. In Ecclesiastes, I wish I could do the whole book this morning. Because it's so rich and full. But there's that beautiful section that talks about there's a time for everything. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. There's a time to gather stones. There's a time to, gather, to scatter stones. There's a time for everything in life. Save that which is for older in life for that which is older in life. In its proper time, everything is joyous. But you can ruin it. You can ruin it if you enter into it at the wrong stage in your life. It can bring anxiety. Fourteen years of age is not the time to be a mother. Twenty-five, twenty-six is the time to be a mother. There are joys that are associated with motherhood. There are also some anxieties. How much more are those anxieties if you're a mother at 14 than if you're a mother at 25? How much more sorrow do you bring to your life? How much do you miss out on? We need to be careful in the choices that we make. Next, the happiness of the young stems not only from a lack of anxiety or worry, but also from the lack of, of pain, physical pain. Look at Ecclesiastes 11.10. So remove vexation from your heart. Put away pain from your body. It describes the aches and pains of old age, of which there are many. We'll get to that. And there are certainly some young people that know aches and pains and limitations and physical hardship. That's to be sure. But it's the exception rather than the rule. Just as there are some old people that never have any aches and pains, that's the exception rather than the rule. 
This says, put away pain from your body. Put away pain from your body. Don't do things that are harmful to your body when you're young. Don't bring pains into your life before the proper time. Save that which is for old age for old age, namely the pains and difficulties of life. Don't do that which is harmful for your body. It's easy to think about such things as smoking, drinking, drug abuse. All those things are abusive to your body. But not just that. Going without sleep can be very abusive to your body. Be careful with sports. Be careful with sports. They can be very injurious to your body. And they can have long-term effects. Professional athletes are learning more and more not to play through certain injuries. For they find out that when they hang up the spikes and the game is over and they move into the latter parts of their life, they have a lot of ongoing physical problems as a result of the injuries that they sustain. Be careful. Amateur athletes need to learn those lessons as well. We need to be on the alert that we don't do ourselves harm. Remember that you're not young forever. Look at Ecclesiastes 11, verse 10. So remove vexation from your hearts and put away pain from your body because childhood and the time of life are fleeting. Childhood and the prime of life are fleeting. You're not going to be young forever. And there may become a time that you wish that you would be young again. So many people want to go back and relive their youth. They wish they could do it over again. Ecclesiastes 11.10 says, For youth and vigor are meaningless, according to the NIV. Seems like a a strange uh, way of translating this verse. Uh, It is uh, George Bernard Shaw that said, that uh, youth is wasted on the young. Uh, that uh, is kind of a pessimistic idea. But what, what the NIV is bringing across is, what seems so important at 16 doesn't seem all that important at 40. What seem to be life and death issues when you're 16? Take on a whole different perspective when you're 40 years old. You need to have... A life that embraces the moment and at the same time has an eye to the future. We're at Christmas time. People are doing Christmas shopping. There are age-appropriate toys. They usually have uh, age spans on the toy. A puzzle, for example. It will say for children 2 to 4 or 6 to 10 or for adults or certain other toys. And it's important that you buy age-appropriate toys. Because if you buy a two-year-old something that is for a ten-year-old, it's going to be frustrating. It's not going to be fun. Because they can't do it. They can't master it. They can't accomplish it. They're going to get frustrated. And if you get a twelve-year-old a toy that goes for a two-year-old, they're going to be bored. They're going to be unhappy. They're not going to be pleasant. Not only are there age-appropriate toys, but there are also age-appropriate life decisions and way of living them out. 
we need to be conscious that the prime of life is fleeting. As I said, we need to embrace every stage of life that we are in. Learn to enjoy the time of life that you're in. When I was a teenager, I played a lot of sports, so I'm certainly not against sports. I played sports a lot. And as you look at me today, you will find this hard to believe, but there are people in this this sanctuary that knew me when I was a teenager, so they can attest to the fact that I was incredibly skinny. Not thin, skinny. Uh, real skinny. You could count the bones in my ribs. I, when I graduated from high school, I was six foot, two and a half, 145 pounds. That's when I graduated. That's when I was heavier. 145 pounds. So, I played sports. And I was too skinny. You know, I, I just... I, I, I was a basketball player. I played under the basket because I was tall. But I wasn't big. I was skinny. And people would push me around. All they had to do was lean on me. And away I would go. Because I, I didn't have enough body mass. And so, I used to drink... Uh, you know, these protein shakes all the time. I mean, I'm just down, down those things. I was putting carbs in my body. I was lifting weights. And I just couldn't gain weight. And it was so frustrating to me because I was so skinny. And then, look at me now. Skinny is not my problem. Not eating protein shakes. Now I'm fat. Now I'm big. Now I can't play under a basket because I can't move. And then one day, it dawned on me. I, I had this revelation. It was just a mind-blowing thought. Because I went from being way too skinny to being way too heavy. Which said to me, there was a moment in my life that this body was just right. There was a time when I wasn't too thin and I wasn't too fat. I was the perfect weight. But I missed it. I didn't wake up that morning and realize today was the day. I'm the ideal weight. I went zooming through it. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know what age I was. I didn't learn to appreciate the time of life I was in. Every time of life has something to embrace. You know? Keeping on with this weight theme, right now I'm fat. I enjoy eating. Food tastes good. Life is great. You know? There may be a time in my life that I'm sickly and I'm very weak and I'm back to eating protein shakes and I'm now drinking Boost and other items to try to put enough protein and vitamins in my body to keep me going. 
that that day, being fat will look pretty good. There are things to embrace about every stage of life that we are in. Whatever stage of life you're in, there are aspects of it that are ideal. Don't lose sight of them by wishing for a different stage in your life. Young people wish that they were old. Old people wish that they were young. What an irony. Young people can't wait to get old. And old people just desperately want to become young. Everything is beautiful in its time. Everything is appropriate to the time that we are in. In order to enjoy all the days of our lives, we must give ourselves to accomplish God's purposes while we are still young enough to do so. We are to learn to take our youth because difficult times are ahead. Look at Ecclesiastes 12.1. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Before the days of trouble come and the years approach when you say, I find no pleasure in them. Difficult days lie ahead because of the weakness of our bodies. Ecclesiastes 12.2 Before the sun, the light, and the moon, the stars grow dark, the clouds return after the rain. That's what was referred to in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 8. Rejoice in them all and let them remember the days of darkness, for they will be many. So here are these days of darkness that are described in, in 11.8. And it's describing old age. And this gets pretty, pretty uh, demoralizing. But uh, here it goes. It's done in a very poetic, metaphorical state. But these are all descriptions of being old age. First, we will become feeble. Verse 3. Ecclesiastes 12.3 When the keepers of the house tremble. When he developed the shakes. When he developed the shakes. There are times when you get older and you begin to tremble. Those who are strong will eventually slouch. Verse 3 And the strong men stoop. Strong men stoop. Get bent over. Our teeth are going to fall out, verse 3, when the grinders cease because they are few. That's not about our teeth. Teeth start falling out. You know, these things are starting to get too close. Our eyesight will deteriorate, and those looking through the windows grow dim. We'll become more fearful as we get older. We're afraid to go outside at night, Ecclesiastes 12.4, when the doors to the street are closed. Have you found out you don't like to go out so much at night anymore? Double check to see if the doors are locked. We'll, begin, we'll become startled by the slightest noises. Ecclesiastes 12.4 When the men rise up at the sound of birds, we're startled. We hear a sound. Does the house creak more than it used to? You find yourself getting a little... Upset by things? Do the kids seem to be getting louder as time goes on? Crying? Does that bother you more than it 
It used to. Now, here's the irony of it. It's one of those things that, you know, it's a pastor kind of humor. Because uh, these are the kind of funny things in the Scriptures. But when men rise up to the sound of birds, and then the next one, but all, the song, but all the, their songs grow faint. So you're startled by little noises, but you can't really hear. And you have a hard time picking up on conversations. Hard time picking up conversations. We'll become afraid of all kinds of dangers. Ecclesiastes 12.5 When men are afraid of heights and dangers in the streets. Boy. Some of you guys. What about getting on those ladders? The things you used to do. Well, I, I remember as a, as, a, as a teenager, I'd climb in the outside of a silo about 35 feet in the air and never thought a thing about it. Well, I don't know. I want to start climbing 35. Oh, I couldn't climb 35 feet in the air, but I wouldn't want to climb 35 feet in the air. Begin to realize that there are dangers. There are dangers. We will have nothing to look forward to but dying. Ecclesiastes 12.5 When the almond tree blossoms, the grasshopper drags himself along and desires no longer to stir. Can't you just picture this old, tired grasshopper? Instead of hopping, it's just kind of dragging itself along. Man. Man. This is not directed to old people. This is not 2,001 ways to discourage people when they're old, okay? But it's to tell us that life is short. Life is short. Prime of life is fleeting. You're going to think that you're always going to be able to do what you can do today. But then you're going to rise up and you're going to find out you couldn't always do that. You only have so much time to serve the Lord. So as you enjoy life, as you enjoy life, don't forget to enjoy it in the Lord. Don't forget to serve Him with that strength, with that vitality, with that vigor. Don't just waste it on things that won't mean very much when you're 40 years old. But invest some of that energy, some of that strength, some of that vigor, some of that power in the things that are going to mean something when you're older in life. Keep God in view while you still conserve Him in the vitality of youth. Notice Ecclesiastes 12.6. Remember Him before. Now all these metaphors for death. Before the silver cord is severed or the golden bowl is broken. Before the pitcher is shattered at the spring or the wheel broken at the well and the dust returns to the ground it came from and the Spirit returns to give it God. One of the blessings that are associated with old age is that it's a time in which many people come back to the Lord. 
It's a time in which many people stop and, and they, they take toll of their lives. There's what is known as the midlife crisis. That's when people stop and they look at their life. And many times they come to the, to the realization they are getting old and they have one or two responses. One is they realize they're getting old and so they want to try to be young. And that danger is for midlife crisis, men either have affairs or buy sports cars. Uh, it's, it's a dangerous time in, in life. Midlife crisis can be good. If you go back and look at life and say, wow, there was all these things that I could have done and didn't. And people change their, their life. They embark on a new job. They move to a new area. They start out in new things. They rededicate themselves to the Lord. The best thing is not to go through the crisis at all. And not to regret how you've lived one's life. But to enjoy it all the days of your life. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14 is the conclusion to the whole section. It says, the conclusion when all has been heard is, fear God, keep his commandments, because this applies to every person. This is true in every stage of your life. Fear God, keep his commandments. Do what's right. And that will bring you joy in every stage of your life. We've been talking about being young. There are blessings about being old, too. There's opportunities that are available to you as an elderly person that are not available to the young. That's not in this passage. But I'm just saying to you, you know, don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. Even in times of weakness, don't get discouraged. There are still ways to serve Him. There are still ways of... of being used of God. And may I say to you that one of those best ways as we grow older is the way that Solomon is using his older days in writing the book of Ecclesiastes and writing the book of Proverbs. Help others learn from your mistakes and from what you've done right. Share with others your wisdom. Rejoice in the opportunity to bring another generation along. As your days become more and more limited, as, as you see the opportunities being more behind you than before you, then invest your time in those people that have the opportunities before them. So that you have a legacy to hand them. So you have something valuable to, have, to handle them. As I said, one of the greatest joys of youth is looking forward. Anticipating life. And I said, don't wreck it for them. Don't be pessimistic. Don't be cynical. Let them dream big. With a lot of ambition, a lot of desire to go out and to conquer the world, let them conquer it. The joys of being young is looking forward. The joys of being old is looking back. 
It's reminiscing. It's reflecting on the good old days. Don't blow your memories. Each day, you're making your memories. Each day, you are making decisions that you're going to reflect upon for the rest of your life. And when you're old, you're going to want to sit back and look at your life and give praise to God for what He has done, how He has used you, and the joys that you've had with your family and your friends and your work. You don't want regrets. You don't want the what ifs or the if onlys or I wish I had. So, live your life so as to enjoy it every day, not just in the present, but also the future. Let's pray.